August 25th, 2007. It's a Watt from Pedro show. Thank you. 
from Pedro show started off there with John Coltrane Sunstar 
after that, we had a couple of demos. Um, one was, well, the first one was Fujiko by Kaori Toshida. That was a demo she made. That's the first song for this uh, project I'm part of called Funanori. And um, that's just her on everything there. That's the first thing she gave me to try and put bass to. Um, we ended up doing three songs for the split CD with a Tokyo band called Light. It's going to be out September 3rd on Transduction Records. Um, yeah, you can go to the Hoot page. There's news about it there. But uh, I thought her original demo was just so beautiful I wanted to play it before I fouled it up. <laughs> and then we had a demo um, from Rocky Erickson for Starry Eyes uh, 1975. Um, last month when I was in Tokyo, um, I got an opportunity to record with the Migu people, which is very uh, interesting, challenging, and exciting for me. But I also got to record with a musician named Kyoka who uh, plays laptop. <laughs> I mean, not just uh, records with it, but the sounds come out of it, you know? And it was a challenging thing for me. But I also got to do an interview with her and a friend of hers named uh, Christopher, who is from the U.S., Watt from Pedro Show. I'm here in Tokyo. Hey! Uh, and it's uh, July 24, 2007, in Kyoka. Hey! hey. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested to know how you got into music. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can I make music? How do I make music? How did you get into it? Uh, when did you oh. start? Oh... I don't remember, but when I was a child, maybe two or three years old, Jesus. Yeah, I started to play piano. Then it was already improvisation, but I felt like I was, I think, maybe three years old, and I was playing piano, like, this is for Twinkle Star, <laughs> like, and oh, I'm a senior, so I was thinking, and my father and mother went, went, Went me to let me go to make made me go to piano lesson. Ah. Yeah. After that, my genius level go down. But <laughs> do you understand me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, after that, I sometimes making noise with tape recorder, like small cassette tape. I had I really had interested in the mechanism of cassette tape. So I always break and build, break and build cassette tapes in my room. You broke them. <laughs> yeah, I broke sometimes, but I broke, but yeah, I was always playing with cassette tapes and recording some things, kind of field recording I did when yeah. I was at elementary school. Then I thought like, oh, I am interested in sound and one day my father asked me, "What do you wanna do when we you you, you know, come adult? Yeah, <laughs> grow said, up. Yeah, I grew up. <laughs> when I grew up, and I said like I wanna be a musician and don't tease me. <laughs> like yeah, he he didn't take it serious, but after that I I practiced fruit 
and brass band. Then I did shamisen. Then after that, I at last started band in band in my university. And yeah. I did vocal. It was first time. Then I thought music was so great. So after that, um, I got tired from band sound. Well, because to do band, I have to fit them my taste. Yeah. Well, I would write. I wanted to be more selfish. So I be start, in control. Yeah. So I started to make laptop music. Then. Still, I'm still doing. But nowadays, I, I also enjoying to make music with the other people. So well, collaborate. Yeah, but yeah. And time, what the the most important thing for me is my adrenaline. Also, <laughs> when I make my sound, I ask my adrenaline like, "Do you like this?" And yes or no? And okay. Critical <laughs> thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. I mean. Was there a scene mm-hmm. that you were part of? Uh huh. Part of. You were a part of. Uh huh. I'm part of adrenaline. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am part of adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline, not dopamine. Right? Not dopamine. <laughs> right. No, a scene. Um, uh huh. A group of people. Oh, group of people. Yeah, like uh, the way uh, I got playing in front of people was uh, part of early uh, L.A. Oh. punk scene. Oh, right. My people I didn't know uh-huh. before music. I see. Was there a scene? Uh-huh, same. Well, what town were you from? Um, Kanazawa, North area of Japan. Okay. Mm. Was there a scene in Kanazawa? It's kind of bent. It was bands, yeah, rock and roll, like um, yeah, rock and roll underground, like uh, what is that? You heard in Kanazawa, <laughs> uh, I forget That's the scene, um, almost it's like psychedelic rock, psychedelic rock, Kanazawa scene. I thought, well, last year, no, no, last month I went to Manchester in UK, and I felt like Manchester and Kanazawa scene is a little bit similar. Like ah, my thing is probably just electronica, but electronica. Um, yeah, but um. Yeah, because you use a pewter. Pewter, yeah, yeah. Exper- Samples. Experimental. Experimental. Experimental pop electronica is my type. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Mm. But nowadays I'm making more um, experimental danceable music I'm thinking to make but uh, mm. you're in Tokyo now yeah are you part of a scene here is there a s- mm. Tokyo have I think Tokyo have everything lots of scenes yeah so everyone has somewhere so what do you find the most interesting now happening here here oh it's difficult oh my god Oh, yeah, but maybe, you would know better than I would. Yeah, maybe my friends, <laughs> like, oh, like, pro. Um, there is what is that? Pro. Mm-hmm. My friends, like, uh, there is. Mm, what should I say? There is. Uh, my friends. Five of my friends having a uh, same house. Like, here normally people has one. One person have one apartment room. 
Yeah. But my friends, five of my friends have been one factory and they are living there. And sometimes they have events there, like music event. Gigs. Gigs, yeah. It's so fun. It's kind of thing for me. Well, music is very... Sometimes experimental, but I don't know why. To their gig place, to their house, factory, yeah. so many French, French electronica guys come. Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, French electronica guys and experimental cute pop it's scene of Tokyo, I think. Yeah. Mm. When you were uh, coming up, did you listen to other bands? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. What band did you like? I like Hypo in France. And Hypo. Hypo? Hypo. H Y P O. P O. Yeah, Hypo is like pretty experimental electronic sound. I will give you a CD later. Okay. Oh! Yeah, I have two CD. Oh, great. Same one. <laughs> they had big influence on you. Yeah, uh, yeah, for me, it's a big influence. Do you have people mm-hmm. telling you that you influence them, uh, like younger people? Uh-huh. I see. It's a difficult. Because uh, music's about taking turns, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You just did a tour, right? Yes, Europe. Yeah, now what'd you yeah. think of that? Well, well you've done some before, right? Yeah, well, before I went to Europe, my main place for my stay and for my gig was Holland, Amsterdam. But then after that, suddenly I got a show in Vienna and London, and I thought, like, oh, Vienna is kind of music, music, main music place for classic. So I felt like, oh, people might be snobby, I guess. <laughs> but people are not snobby at all. And oh, wow. Yeah, for me, Vienna gig was the greatest. You're looking at changing by what? Uh, collaborating with people who don't play computers? Well, no, I'm playing with every part of people, like drama and bass player and future people. Yeah, I don't. I well, I'm. I don't care. <laughs> right, good. Yeah. So now everyone. You got this band called Groupies. Yes. Mm. How'd that come about? Ah, Groupies is totally Novoko and Kyoka and producer is Christopher. Yeah. Then uh, noisy, pretty, poppin', mm-hmm. noisy, experimental. <laughs> and how long has it been around? Oh, two years, years maybe? Yeah. Two years, yeah. It kind of started because me and Nobuko met. I met Nobuko at yeah. a show uh-huh. at a Tower Records in-store yeah, in, in Osaka. Osaka. And um, and so then we kind of kept in touch. And then she introduced mm-hmm. me to Kyoka. Mm-hmm. And then, so we would all hang out in Tokyo. And they came to a couple of my shows two years ago. And everyone thought that they were my groupies. <laughs> right yeah. it's so hard to explain to people mm-hmm. in Japan it's okay to have girls that are friends you're not like mm-hmm. necessarily sleeping with, you, with them you know yeah. but everyone thought that we were like hooking mm-hmm. up like mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're like shit 
let's make noise and um, we need a band now. Yeah, well, groupies. We're all groupies. <laughs> we are groupies. I'm your groupies. Yeah. You're my groupies. Yeah, everyone's groupies of everyone. Three, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> before I'm used to make only noisy, noisy one. Yeah. But so maybe my old sound uh, is not so separated from groupies. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But well. Yeah, for I started groupies, so I decided, oh, maybe I wanna. I have been wanted to do both of like experimental one, very experimental and experimental pop. I haven't been doing both, so after I get groupies, I separated. Mm-hmm. So now it's very different. Yeah, because groupies is just mm-hmm. pure chaos. Like there's mm-hmm. no plan. Yeah, no plan at all. <laughs> it's just playing. It's just fun. It's just yeah. beautiful noise. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Kyoko's very serious and has a plan. Yeah, then I think your solo uh, stuff is more like songs. Yeah, for solo, I'm very serious. But for groupies, like, hey, groupies. <laughs> groupies, groupies. What's a groupie gig like? Yeah. <laughs> what is it but, like? Yeah, but I'm happy that people seem to enjoy it a lot. Well, okay. he, he was asking about a gig. Tell him about the Super Deluxe show. Super Deluxe? Last year. Oh, yeah! Last year, I am Christopher and Nobuko and two of my friends who play drum and guitar. Yeah. And we, we performed in Tokyo. And at the time, well, and projector, visual. It was so messy, <laughs> messy, exciting show. Like, I when I phoned, I was on a speaker amp, big biggest one, and I thought, wow, oh, maybe people are expecting me to jump out from here, but I will break my bones. I don't do, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and we put our costume for that time was to put wigs in front of face. So, what mask? So, so if if we yeah if we grow our clothes is like this, people cannot see which one is front and which one is back. <laughs> so it's kind of scary to people, and like we're pretty monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and also I. Yeah, I went into people's chair place, uh, people's place, and dive, dive and hug and kiss <laughs> and gave chocolate. Is there a lot of clubs to play in Tokyo? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but um, what about practice places? Is it easy to have a band here? Ah, uh, no. No, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's expensive. Yeah. And what about? Expensive. I heard it's hard to tour. Uh huh. Mm, I think mm, I've had a really great luck touring here, actually. But I think as a promoter, it's hard to put on shows because oh, venues so. charge you so much yeah. to rent the spaces. It's never like uh, you know a joint risk on a show. Mm. Like I mean, the clubs the just don't book on their own. They always bring um, in a promoter. They'll, they'll have a, no. I mean, I think the promoters, like talent buyer promoter dudes, at the, at the shows kind of vary from, you know, third-party people to people who work there, but it's always mm. so... I mean, whenever I ask how much mm. the promoters are paying for the space, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Like tons of money, you know, like like you know in the U.S. What usually like depends, right? If it's a smaller club like the Hemlock or something, like thirty percent or of the door, maybe. Wow, it's so rare here. Yeah, here it's like you know they want a thousand bucks up front, and then maybe a little more of the door. You know, it's nuts. It doesn't really help. Are the shows um, mm-hmm. all ages? Uh-huh. Mm. All ages? Yeah, all ages. Because, yeah. you know, in the U.S., it's a lot of 21 yeah, and over. I was surprised mm. about it. Yeah. yeah. And people pay a lot more, too. Like, it's, mm. it's a not... A gig here costs a lot more than in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, like 3,000 yen, like 2,500, 3,000 yen, which is about, what, a little under oh. 25 bucks. Wow. Yeah, dollars? for just a kind of... So it was recently well, maybe five years ago I I used to perform a lot in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I became friendly with KXR people. Then well at the time the reason I went to Los Angeles a lot was well at the time I was amateur, kind of amateur. So people venue was charged me a lot. So one day I found, oh, if I had to pay for venue, I can get ticket for founders. It's cheaper. So <laughs> and also, yeah, people are kind. So I started to play in Los Angeles a lot. So and it was a good choice. <laughs> Maybe it changed my life a lot. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I love Los Angeles. I just played on cakes, are you? Ah, uh, so many times. So. Yeah, a lot. I've played there for 25, 26 years, but oh, I've just played yeah. there last week. Uh, hmm. What do you got for future? Future. Yeah, I'm moving to Berlin. So, yeah. In music, right? Music, yeah. Well, last time, actually, during my EU tour, yeah. European tour, well, before that, I was a little bit not good at to make beat music, dance beat. Because kind of uh, sometimes I think it's kind of boring, just yeah. beat. But in Europe, what, like rave? yeah. But in Europe, I was in a club and beat is not boring. So, so in Berlin, maybe I, I do research a lot about beat. Beats. Maybe I will be beat car for a while. Okay. Yeah, because. Beat, uh, but not. Uh, but I. What is this uh, record in Germany? Is it beats? Germany. Beats, kind of. Uh, er, no. Ah, uh, yes, beats, but not very beat, beat, but well, still experimental, moody, moody, experimental air and beat. Sometimes yeah. beat. So like ambient. <laughs> yeah, ambient. Yeah. Yeah, my label is ambient. Ah. So only I am not ambient. It's funny for me. <laughs> so, so I saw I saw my record labels, MySpace, and top friends. There is top friends. Then everyone is ambient. So the pictures was looks like oh ambient, ambient like blue and out of focus like <laughs> ambient. So no clear and like face is like ambient. <laughs> or in mine was I'm. Brewing up fire from my mouth and yeah, nothing yeah. that yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> only I am. You contrast. You should tell people uh-huh. uh, your MySpace address so they can go and check oh, you out. Yes, MySpace. dot com slash Kyoka. Kyoka is K Y O K A. K Y O K A. Yeah. 
myspace.com so come over there and check out her music check out her scene mm -hmm. check out her fire coming check out of her mouth and check out my fishing sometimes you fish well in my myspace oh i'm fishing but you don't fish out of here in the ah uh, uh, sometimes i do that in my okay. hometown i love fish
lot from Pedro's show. Um, we started that off with an interview with uh, Kyoka in to- Tokyo from last month when I was uh, playing there with the Stooges and our buddy uh, Christopher talking about her music and stuff. You understand when I uh, recorded with her, uh, I didn't play PowerBook or laptop or software. I, I just played the bass to those sounds. And we heard uh, an early mix of one of them. It was called Ib um, Ib. It's like bye bye backwards. Okay. And after that, um, a tune from her other band, she was talking about uh, the band Groupies in a song called uh, Oimachi. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. The beat kept flipping over on it. So, you know, it's a uh, whole new world for me with those. Uh, I've been recording with Pewters, you know, Pro Tools and this stuff a little bit. Well, more than uh, with the old four-track way and cassettes and even reel-to-reel. When I go in the studios, it's Pro Tools setups and stuff. But uh, I haven't really been using, uh, uh, what do you call it, virtual sounds, really. I'm still (laughs) got a long way to go with the four big cables. So I'm, I'm trying to focus on that you know it's one of the great things about the Funanori project although those are very organic instruments uh, flute and sanshin and the drums tokai tokai uh, yeah I don't know the <clears throat> right names for them all and everything but uh, the way they're played it's just from another culture and uh very interesting and, and educational for me and uh, it intrigues me and it really inspires me to to get it on I mean um, I got a thing coming with my missing man Tom and Raul and by the way we played last week park, punk rock barbecue maybe I talked about it last show and both Tom and Raul were playing so great and I'm kind of used to that you know playing with D. Boone and Georgie many years ago and got before that with uh, D. Boone and his brother Joe in the bedroom and there's still a lot for me to learn even doing that but these uh, new things that people are generous enough to let me into their world and learn from I really am grateful now um, tomorrow I leave for the last three weeks of overseas summer tour and with the Stooges and I'm going to uh, Croatia, Ireland, Finland, Russia, uh, England, and France. And uh, yeah, it'll be my first time to Russia. I mean, I, any Stooges gig for me is beautiful. and But to get to see the other pads where people live and stuff... It's very uh, righteous side benefit of this gig I got. All the touring from the beginning when we were young, uh, the Minutemen, and starting to do it, it, we thought it was the greatest opportunity, you know. Not such a burden. So, um, of course, I'll write about it on the Hoop page and try to make uh, some sense out of my babble and scrawl and chimping. 
that's what I call it, chimping. You know, you know where that comes from, right? Uh, uh, it's, there's this um, theory that if uh, you put uh, ten thousand chimps in a room with, uh, or is it a hundred chimps? Well, it's a, it's a number of them, and with the, each of them with a the typewriter, eventually they would type out all the wor- works of Shakespeare because there's a just finite set of keys and combinations hitting them, and you just had to give them enough time. <laughs> I don't know about that. But it sounds plausible. Um, I sound kind of alone because I am. Uh, I'm in my pad here in Pedro. Brother Matt went to Venezuela for a... It's just going to be the second time there. He went there last year and dug it a lot, so went back. So I'm doing the show today on my own. I wanted to get one out before I left. I'm going to try to do one in Ireland, too. I'm going to try to do a couple while I'm gone. Come back uh, September 16. I got some gigs with Perk and Peter right away. And a couple with Tom and Raul. Missing man. But uh, I'm going to have some time. So, yeah, I'm going to get the third opera going with Tom and Raul. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I, I can't wait in a way, you know. Um, I just have to focus so much on the Stooges and be in a way it's hard to be with Tom and Raul on a music level but man I really uh, dig that band a lot and love playing with them so having the opportunity to spend time with them and get this uh, new work together plus I got a few other things going that maybe I shouldn't speak too soon about but a lot of um what is going to be myself going to be working a lot on trying to get works out there because a lot of my stuff lately has been gigs and I want some works too but um, the newest thing you can hear me is the Funanori uh, project three songs with Miss uh, Kaori who's busy touring now too uh, and then uh, yeah the song with uh, Nels and Petra and Money Mark and Chad for that compilation, I think that comes out in the middle of September too. Guilt um, by association, we did a Blue Oyster Cult late period or later period journey period. Boys, <laughs> but Richard Melson wrote the words. Oh yeah, there's something with Richard too that I'm very excited about. But uh, yeah, music gets me excited, man. Thank God for it. Wow. Uh, here's uh, Charlie Mingus with uh, Eric Dolphy, the Watt from Pedro Show. Thank you. 
talk too much Go west, they say And so I do wood for the axle tree and slippery elm for the hubs with spokes of white ash and shafts of white oak
ささきは木漏れ日の小道で静かな女になった忘れられない風景の中いつも君がいる胸の
that was uh, Shizukana Onkakuninata. <laughs> I think it means uh, the music became silence. Ex- uh, please excuse my bad pronunciation. I'm just still learning. Long way to go <laughs> with uh, Japanese. But it's from a cat named Takeo Ito, who's been making music since the 70s. And... I, yeah, I find his stuff beautiful. and That's something on a record he's got out on MIDI records. Uh, before that, we had Prairie Sailors from Home and Garden. Home and Garden was the band. Uh, Scott Krauss started with Tony Mamoni, but then, uh, yeah, his son is singing. Scott, the drummer of Perubu. Great cat. Dominator by the Dwarves. Before that, we started off with Sophisticated Lady. Something live by uh, the Charles Mingus Sextet with Eric Dolphy. Uh, we've come to the first, the end of the first hour of the uh, August 25th, 2007 Watt from Pedro show. From Pedro. Uh, in fact, Watt's pad. So I'll hold tight for hour two. August 25th, 2007. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, started off second hour there with Ashes by Smegma. And after that was Last of the Alien Encounter, Steve McKay. Those are two uh, songs off the Radon Sinaitis 2006 compilation. Gonna see Brother Steve soon in Zagreb. Uh, after Steve, we heard Eastern Flow by Belgrade. Well, it's actually Belgrade. Or is it Belgrade? <laughs> I think it means white city. Belgrade Noise Society. Eastern Flow. Great tune. And then uh, Stay Indie, Don't Be a Hater by Bullet Union. Uh, I think a band that's now busted up. Speaking of the Balkans. Yeah. Zagreb. Next Stooges gig Tuesday. And um, here's a band from Croatia called Umar. You have a grandstand seat here to one of the most momentous events in the history of science. In less than a minute, you will see the most powerful explosion ever witnessed by human eyes. The blast will come out of the horizon just about there. And this is the significance of the moment. This is the first full-scale test of a hydrogen device. If the reaction goes, we're in the thermonuclear era.
Started off that chunk of music with I Am The Sun by Umar, Croatian band. Next land I get to visit, play for. Uh, Helping the Stooges with some bass. 
Uh, I think the last time I played in Zagreb was with uh, Raul and Paul for my sickness opera with the second man. It was a great gig. We got a lot of Croatian cats in Pedro. Uh, relations, whatever you call it. Immigrant, descendant, cousins. <laughs> They're all mainly from an island off the Dalmatia coast, coast called Vis. I think there's two big towns, Vis and Comija. And of course, there's got to be a rivalry because it's human beings. But uh, I, I can't wait to go to Croatia. We almost had a Serbian gig this summer, but something happened. It fell through. But uh, maybe next year we get to play there. And maybe one day Bosnia. Uh, of course, Slovenia, too. And uh, what's the new one? Montenegro. Uh, let's see. After Umar, we had uh, Gornik with Triptych for Emma. And I think it's reference to Emma Goldman. And I would like to recommend to anybody who's uh, interested in something to read and uh, is just curious. Uh, Living My Life in two volumes Emma Goldman's autobiography incredible read incredible lady big hero for me heroine with the E and then we had uh, Calonized by Now Uh, here's some Deer Hunter
Whoa, a lot from Pedro show. Had some uh, trip out to Herjera. Uh, that was Boris with Farewell. Before that, uh, Oh My Head by the Space Pony. And we start off with Monochromatic by Deer Hunter. Uh, I got to paddle three times. I was only home six days counting a day. Was it five? But three of them I got paddling days. You gotta understand, I jones for that big time when I'm out touring. Pedaling too, I got to pedal a couple times. And I went easy, so my knees, okay. In fact, the starboard one is finally healing from that uh, slip from doing that narration with the uh, Brand Upon Brain silent movie up in Hollywood like two months ago yeah that's a excellent gift that middle age has brought me is slow healing <laughs> but you know I ain't whining no belly aching it's okay no worry I have um, protection now um, Fujisaki Hachiman Gu'u think that's how you say it anyway <laughs> health and uh, yeah protection safe be safe so uh, really uh, as I say in the beginning of the show a lot of uh, thinking about the works I got to do I want to get done uh, when the touring stops slows down um, interesting times for me. Well, they've all been interesting. Just sometimes I'm a little slow at learning or uh, realizing. Uh, yeah. Realization. But I'm, I'm uh, getting it together, you know, trying. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour of the August 25th, 2007. Uh, Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. August 25th, 2007. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and here's part six of Jack Flanders in Tropical Hot Dog Night. And back we go, yo ho, yo ho. It's a beautiful day. Arr. It's a fine day. Arr. Arr. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. It is great to get away from there. Why do you say that? Well, when word got out that we were going back to Key Diablo, they all stopped talking to us. Well, they felt betrayed. Speaking of feeling betrayed, who told them we were going back? I did. Yeah, well, that figures. Oh, well, different such a name. We're not returning to Kimakanda. We're not? Don't you know? If you go back to Key Diablo, you will never leave. No return? No return. Oh, is that it over there? Is that Kimalagro? Uh, that's it. Oh, uh, it's a lovely island. Oh, yeah, but then uh, when night comes and the fog rolls in... A monster comes out to play. Tropical hot dog night. What is that? <laughs> like two flamingos in a food fight. Every color of day whirling around at night. I'm playing this music so the young girls will come out and meet, meet the, the monster, monster tonight. Today. Oh, tell me what that is. <laughs> it's a song by Captain Beefheart. Everything's wrong at the same time it's wrong. 
Tropical hot dog night. Like two flamingos in a fruit fight? I don't think we'll have any problems until it begins to get dark. Claudine, you'll be all right? Mojo has shown me a technique. Oh, do you mean wrapping yourself with white light? We can all use some of that. <laughs> That's what I did when I felt that monster reach in to suck out my innards. Your innards? He's joking. Mojo feels that if we visualize white light around ourselves, the monster may not be able to see through the light. We'll be invisible? Oh, it'll see you. It just may not see that you have color that it can feed off of. I don't understand. If it sucks the color from people when it gets dark, then why when it's light is everyone so colorful? Hey, is it possible that they're being kept captive? For what purpose? Oh, to feed the monster? Well, there's plenty of cults where that's happened. Feed them what? Well, they feed off your energy. Are we talking vampire fog? Well, often in cults, they're blitzed out by the energy. They are brainwashed? No, not necessarily. No, in Baptist churches, they get some real high energy going there. You know, people get zapped by the Holy Spirit. They call it getting happy. And, uh, man, they get to feeling real good. Amen. But don't you see? That is what the people back on Kimakanda believe. They believe that everyone on Ki Diablo has had their brains exchanged. You know... That's something you might consider, Dominique. Oh, you think so? Well, you might consider... Uh, uh, Stop it. Stop it, all right? Okay, we will pair off as before. Rose, do you want to join Jack and me? Or go with Mojo and Dominique? Come with us, please. All right. Here's your communicator. What is this? Oh, that's to beam you up. It's a microphone to hide under your collar. So they won't know when we talk to each other. Oh, except for Dominique. She talks non-stop. Oh, and you? You think you're so oh, smart. Oh, stop it, please. You are like little children, the two of you. Now, please, grow up. Do we have to? Oh, Jack, you are impossible. Ha! So we all set? Yeah. I'd like to see that bookshop, The Private Eye. Oh, you know about that. Dominique told me about it. And about the owner, Johnny Seven. Yeah, quite a character. Jack and I are going to see what's beyond the village. Okay, check in every now and then, just to make sure you're staying in range. Come on, Jack. You need the exercise. <laughs> Be back before it gets dark, all right? I wonder if we can rent a golf cart. I told you you'd be back. Yes, you did. Rose, this is Johnny Seven. Glad to meet you, Mr. Seven. Uh, they call me Johnny. This is a mystery bookshop. A mystery indeed. <laughs> Excuse me. Hmm? Mojo, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. You staying overnight? That's right. Where are you staying? On our boat. The trimaran I saw out there? That's it. So you looking for anything special? Uh, nah, just looking. Do you like Walter Mosley? Yeah, I read a couple of his books. You like him? Oh, yeah. I've got everything he's ever done. Come on, I'll show you. I like his easy rolling detective novels. Well, I recommend you read at least one before night falls. We walked out of the town and into the jungle. It was dark beneath the forest canopy. Small strands of sunlight found their way down through the vegetation, giving us just enough light to follow the path that led deeper into the jungle. 
Can this all be a game? Why do you say that? I don't know. You feel there is something other dimensional about all this? Do you? I think we'll have a much better idea when the fog returns. When it does, I don't want to be out here. You know, it's odd. There are no houses beyond the town. In the jungle? No, built along the shore, overlooking the ocean. There are plenty of great locations to build, but no one has. Well, don't forget, someone owns this island. Maybe that explains it, but I doubt it. How far do you want to walk? Let's go a little further. It looks like this trail may actually lead somewhere. Find anything? No, just browsing. I uh, hope you don't mind my saying, but I don't think you're going to find anything here. No, why not? Well, you, you seem like the kind of woman who reads classics. You know, uh, Dostoevsky, Chekhov, guys like that. Uh, it's not the kind of books I sell. You mean books about tough guys. That's right. And tough babes who appear helpless and get some chump to buy their sob story, do the dirty work for them, and the next thing you know, she skipped out with the dough, he's been framed, she's south of the border sipping margaritas, and the sap is wearing striped suits in the big house. Is that what you mean? Uh, why don't you just keep on browsing? Uh, so, uh, how long are you staying on Key Diablo? Uh, maybe a couple days. Well, last time you left in a hurry. Yeah, one of our crew got sick. You know, a guy like you comes in here with a couple of slick chickies. Now, that's a guy who needs to dress the part. <laughs> What's the part? Well, you want to project the proper persona, right? Hmm. I don't know if I've ever met my persona. Get out of here. You know what I'm talking about. What do you suggest that I do to project a proper persona? Attitude. But attitude ain't easy when you're looking like some tourist fresh off the boat. Hmm. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is when you're looking good, you're feeling good. You got the right attitude, right? Ah, uh, you're saying I need a new wardrobe. Right. Next door is a shop I highly recommend. Next door? Secondhand 7. Guys, they're going to get you all set. Secondhand? Is that your brother? Just tell him Johnny Seven sent you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and take the two chickies with you, that skinny one. She's going to look something really good in something like slinky, like like maybe beaded, black. <laughs> hmm. I think Dominique might like that. Any other one? It's dressed like a school mom. That's Rose. Rose, Rosie. A good name. She's going to need shoulder pads and something long and silky and red. Yeah, red for Rosie. You mean bright red? Oh, nah, not for a babe like that. You don't want her to look cheap. You want something that'll give you some class. Yeah, that's it. A deep magenta. Jack, this path just goes on and on. Yeah, well, at least the jungle has thinned out a little. I'm ready to head back. Well, let's just see what's on the other side of that knoll. You go. I'll wait here. Okay. I'll be right back. And stay in sight, please. Okay, I will. Well, I hope this hasn't been a complete waste of time. The sun has gone beyond the clouds. God, I think it's starting to sprinkle. Sounds like the frogs are tuning up. It'll be dark in a couple of hours. 
Oh, what kind of second-hand clothes? Johnny Seven said 30s and 40s. Is second-hand sevens a relative? He didn't say. Can I help you? Aha, Johnny Seven. I'm Johnny's twin. Now, obviously, you are identical twin. That's right, sister. So am I to take it that the other Johnny sent you over? Yeah, he said we ought to dress the part. Too bad you left early last time. You would have enjoyed the play. What play? The play is to play. You got it, sister. Ah, so we're not talking about a play. We're talking about playing. Same thing. And do you play every night? Every night is showtime. Come on, let me show you what I got. I got a pair of paisley pedal pushers over here. starting to form. Faint little wisps dancing on the surface. Wisps beginning to dance together. Like will-o'-the-wisps. Or will-o'-the-mists. They're reaching upward. Little wispy fingers reaching for something to grab onto. I think it's time we headed back to town. Yeah, 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 yeah
Watt from Pedro show. Uh, that last tune there is from my uh, second men guys, Pete and Jer. Pete, because I know he'd take all the notes in the organ and stuff. And Jer, because the title is uh, Troptard. <laughs> uh, it's French, you know. His name's Ward Leonard, but maybe it's Ward Leonard or something. Uh, he gave me a CD when I was uh, just playing over there in France. I think that's where I got it. Maybe it was uh, Blois or Paris or good old Alzheimer. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't really know what that means. Maybe Tard is late. Or afternoon or Tardes. Trop tropical. I don't know. <laughs> Before that we had somebody from uh somewhere in SoCal, Venice or Long Beach or I'm sorry, but it's a disaster knot and they played uh, you're the fucking Yeah Ellipse dot dot dot. Uh, Mr. Inside release before that, and we started the third hour out with part six of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Night, which everyone knows is the name of a great Captain Beefheart song. And they acknowledge, borrowing the title from the captain there, I think uh, Back Chain Puller. Shiny Beast, Back Chain Puller. Think of that album. Do flamingos in a fruit flight. No, fruit fight. <laughs> step into light. Step into a triangle. The bright spotlight. Something like Great cat. Cat and beef heart. Um, man, uh, let me tell you about these gigs I did in Europe. Last week I did two in England and one in Belgium. In Belgium, the rain was threatening, came down some a little, but man, England was totally uh, not much different coming to Pedro back home and having sun. Even with gray mornings, the sun came and the rain and the cold, uh, but they were still good gigs. The cats who came to see us, very enthusiastic, great spirit, and of course the band was playing tough, man. I know there's more details and stuff, but that's what the diary that a chimp is up on the hoot page for. So, what sticks in my mind? Uh, I don't know. It was just a wonderful time to play with those guys. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get to journey about much of the towns like I usually do. Yeah, we were out in some manor in England. You know, that wasn't by a town, but it was a lot of nature. Ducks and uh, deers and rabbits. So that was neat. But it was rainy. It was rainy. And, um, yeah, plain intense and uh, mud for the kids. 
or the gig goers, I should say. So there's boots and things like that. Played with different kinds of bands, usually the festivals, certain kind of rock, modern rock. These were more mellower acts. Met a cool sax player named Terry Edwards. Uh, yeah, he really wanted to meet Steve McKay. Steve McKay, a big hero to a lot of sax players. That great work he did with Funhouse. I mean, that's immortal, eternal, everlasting. Great, great stuff, Steve. It's so righteous to get to stay, uh, share a stage with him and Scotty and Ronnie and Ig. Wow. Um. Yeah, the real old mine. Watt from Pedro Show.
a day, 365 days, watching me decay. We used to talk about girls who play guitars. We used to talk about plans in tiny bars. In the gaps between words are the things that really intrigue me. It's the gasps and the sighs that say more about what's inside you. We used to climb up on a high horse every time. We used to talk about boys with missing spines. It's her life, but her life is worth living. Just led to boredom You've lived your life With your mouth wide open It's her life, but her life is worth living It's her life It never struck her just to pass a one minute It's her Pretend and I wouldn't know I could be who you wanted 
lot from Peter show. Uh, that was uh, the Karoshi Lovers with I Want My Karoshi. And I guess Karoshi in Japanese means death from overwork, something like that. <laughs> Somebody sent me that. <laughs> and before that, we had Maximo Park and the girls who play guitars. You are first position normal before that, of course. It's no, no, yeah, it's normal. Dissolver started off a schooner. By schooner, I think a Montreal band. <clears throat> and interesting how, uh, you know, I, I played some of the new Bullet un- Union. Well, new. They're already broke up, but the only thing they put out and the sonic youth influence on uh, younger people Thurston Lee Steve Kim Mr. Aurorica Mr. Burt other cats Mr. Branca of course should be very uh, proud sowing seeds Oh, Mr. Klein, of course. He was very influenced by that stuff. And who's the other one? With Brank, uh, there was another cat. At the same time, uh, Thurston told me, that, like in a parallel universe, not really aware that they were kind of on the same track with uh, Reese Chatham. So yeah, Reese Ch- Chatham and uh, Glenn Branca were kind of developing these things. I think same thing happened with Marconi and some other cat with radio. That stuff happens. Maybe the light bulb, maybe airplanes. So, you know, <clears throat> playing your guitars that way. As coincidence. Coincidences are intense. There's a great book written by, uh, God, he just passed away earlier this year, Robert Anton Wilson. Yeah, I believe that's he, he with Robert Shea co wrote the Illuminatus trilogy. Kind of a hippie joke. I guess it was passed around as a mimeograph in the sixties and people would add to it. It's kinda of, kind of a mythos. Uh, he, uh, not that book exactly, but if the thing kind of uh, was influenced by uh called the Principia Discordia. Prince, yeah, I think uh, the Discordians. If you know anything about Eris, the goddess Eris, she is the goddess of chaos. Like we were talking about, uh, yeah, chaos. Sometimes uh, I think it's an antithesis of uh, control. You know, strict control, suffocating maybe. So it's a liberating thing. Uh, yeah, the the language, huh, is the problem. The feelings, well, how do you deal with the feelings? Oh, it's too much for me at times. <laughs> I'm not worrying. I'm, I'm pondering. I, I, I ponder. I ponder upon it. Okay more music. 
Watt from Pedro show. That was Whirling Dervish by Omar Farouk Tekbilik. Someone I dig a lot. And I'm going to try to be a little more like a Whirling Dervish. I'm going to try to move my legs more at these Stooges gigs coming up. Man, they feel like they're full of lead. i got to fight that. Um, for that uh, Top Hat by Jones Music, Barmicide, Alice Lee, What Are You Waiting For by Lana, and started with Lazy Lessons by the Organos. Oh, by the way, that Kuroshi band, I think, is from Finland. Uh, thanks for uh, another edition of Watt from Pedro Show. Listening in, August 25, 2007. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>